wake up! Daddy! Wake up! Wake up! Wake up, Daddy! Wake up, Daddy! 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 You guys awake? Are you awake now? And if you are awake, are you living your life to the fullest? This is the Dad Podcast. Where we talk about our Catholic faith becoming fully alive through being a husband. And being a father. Really, through our vocation as a husband and a father. So, if you're a dad, this is your spot. Yeah, it's time. It's time to rise up. Welcome to the Fatherhood Arise podcast. Hey, what's up? This is Iris from Seattle. And it's Ray from Chicago. And welcome to the Fatherhood Arise podcast. Where we talk about fatherhood stuff, Catholic dad stuff. Hey dads, this is for you. Dads, this is for you. Welcome. Have a seat right up front. Yeah. Let's get some real talk going here, man. (laughs) There you go. We got some real talk going on. Hey, if this is your first time joining us, thank you. Welcome. I'm glad that you found us. This is where Ray and I talk about Catholic dad stuff, the intersection of faith and fatherhood. Uh, And if you've been with us, thanks so much. We appreciate you and um, you sticking by and listening to our crazy stories and talking about Catholic dad stuff. Um, Ray, how you been? I'm good, man. I'm good. Um, I think I told you last time I, yeah, we just came back from a vacation and well, it's been a week or so, but uh, still, still kind of feeling that it was, it was a fun time. Happy Easter, everybody. Yeah. Happy Easter vacation. What's that? (laughs) <laughs> Never heard of it before. I don't know what the, I'm unfamiliar. Sounds uh, like something I'd like though. It's it's fun. It's fun. It's uh, I was just uh, checking out the old pictures and stuff, and I think we talked about it the, the last time about hot tubs. Uh, we talked about it as a yeah, <laughs> that's right. Because my my kids started started playing inside a hot tub like it was a swimming pool, and that's a no go, man. That's gross. Uh, so gross. Yeah, man. Ha- so gross. How yeah. about you? How how you doing, man? Uh, up and down, man. It's Easter though. So, um, I'm pretty happy that we are living into the resurrection and I'm trying to claim that on faith, even though t- times get Let's tough. Ooh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, I was, I don't know. It was Lent awesome. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. You know, uh, did since, Lent since having, happen? <laughs> since we're having real talk, I, I'll, I'll just say it. Uh, Easter, Easter Sunday, I felt like since I cheated during Lent, like I, I wanted to give up rice. I know, I know. I, I wanted to give up rice so that I can get that, you know, that feeling of like, here it is. I've given this up, you know, as a sacrifice. Now I can feast on it. It didn't have the same effect because I'm like, I just, I had this like yesterday. I had this like during friday so anyway it was it was it was a, of course easter is easter man it's beginning to look a lot like easter it's getting warmer <laughs> over here there's more sunlight i love it i love it there you go yeah and man jesus is risen and jesus is risen i love it absolutely that's what it's all about it's all about that rising I know Easter was uh, just a quick recap on my Easter. It was we went to church and that was cool. We were in a, the the school gym mm-hmm. watching church on TV mm-hmm. uh, because we were the overflow Easter um. service folks. Um, but we still registered online because that's still happening where I live. 
mm-hmm. though we're in phase three of COVID and hopefully that's going to, that restriction's going to be lifted. Um, but yeah, so we watched, it, it was like the first time I ever experienced this outside of like World Youth Day. But, um, yeah. yeah, I watched mass on TV, though I was in the physical presence of the, of the mass kind of close yeah. by in a different area of the campus. And then a person came during, uh, communion and, um, served the sacrament and I got to receive Jesus and that was oh, awesome. Yeah. And then I got to see some of our parishioners that are our friends and we even talked after mass. Mm. which was wild, like just hanging out outside talking. Yeah. And, um, people were dressed nicely and talking about good things in their lives and I couldn't relate. So (laughs) (laughs) you just kept nodding and asking for where the donuts are. Yeah. Uh, We, we actually went to a donut shop after mass. Oh, there you go. And it, and it was closed. <laughs> like closes so here's in how forever, I saved it. or like no, in, no, no, Easter. closed as in not open on Sundays. Apparently, gotcha. Yeah, so I went to the grocery store and I picked it up, picked up a donut or two nice. for everybody. There yeah, is. so there was. Yeah, that could be my story. <laughs> That's gonna be your story. We went. Uh, I, I want to make. I made sure that we wouldn't go into the overflow area of the church or the building. So we went forty-five minutes early. Can you believe that? Forty-five minutes early oh. to be in the pews. But and the, were you in the, the pews? No, we were. <laughs> we were in the chairs at the back of the church. Can you believe that? Forty-five. Forty-five right. minutes. You couldn't yeah. even get a pew. Yeah, I mean, there wow. were some pews that were open for us because, you know, of course, they, they had closed pews down and all that stuff for social distancing. But we chose to be in the back with a full, you know, the, the chairs. So more comfortable that way. Sure. Yeah. Easier to get and out. And you guys to, you got know, a exit you, plan. you guys got a big crew. Yeah, man. The, that was the, the first you, time. Always, you always got to have an exit strategy. That's, I, that's right. My, that's me. Yeah. yeah. And this is the first time I kind of looked at my the, the row that we were sitting in. I'm like. Dang, we yeah, we that this is a whole row, it's a whole row for the fam. So I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. praise God! It was nice to see. It was nice to be in there. Yeah, and you're gonna need an extra seat. That's right. You got a baby on the way. Congratulations, Ray. Thank you, thank you. We got a baby on the way. Uh, the baby is due. Uh, we pray we meet the baby. Uh, September towards the end of September. So pray for us. This will be our. Uh, our sixth kid. I had to like think about that way one too. Yeah. Yeah. Take attendance. Yeah. September. Man, that's great. So congrats, yeah. dude. That's that's incredible. Six kids. I every time every time you tell a story about you and your life <laughs> in your home, I'm like, how do you have a kid at all? That's <laughs> crazy. Oh, yeah. They're, so they're everywhere. you're they're wild. Everywhere. I, I'm happy for you. I'm terrified. And uh, very happy for you. Yeah, yeah. Sleep. That's that's for uh, that's for the week, man. Yeah, sleep, sleep, for, yeah. sleep is for suckers. <laughs> suckers, man. I want to yeah, be a no. sucker so bad. I miss, I miss sleep. <laughs> yeah, I was awake from four a.m. to six a.m. today, Eek. trying to put this kid to bed, oh, who man. was like inconsolable. Oh my gosh. 
We're bad at this. But anyways, hey, in the first part of the show, welcome, we're seven minutes in. In the, um, in the first part of the show, Ray and I talk about the realness of dadhood, which we're already doing, but we usually do it in the form yeah. of a story. And so uh, we're going to kick in our own stories here. And you probably have a story, too, about the, your own realness of parenthood, your experience of being a married person, and just kind of the uh, crazy things that are going on. So if you want to join that conversation, drop us a line, uh, fatherhoodarise at gmail.com, or uh, slide into our, G- our, our DMs uh, on the social media, mostly on Instagram, and check us out there and like talk about, like, hey, how was your Easter? What What'd you do? How crazy is it? Because, you know, that's the life of the dad. Um, so, Ray, I got a story. Yes, do share, man. Um, yeah, so we're in spring break now okay. uh, for my kids. And so it really coincided nicely. Uh, they ha- they all had the same spring break as what I would have if I was uh, teaching, but I'm on paternity leave. But so it's a big, it's a big time for us to like kind of, um, have this time, but my, my wife's still working. She doesn't get the spring break. So, uh, I'm still at home and I'm still, so basically nothing's changed except one thing, board games, because, okay. <laughs> cause the kids, There's man, no they're, work. yeah, no classwork during the day. So how are we going to fill that time? And my kids are inside kids. They never want to go outside. Mm. They think when I say go outside, they're being punished. They like literally will cry if I say go outside as if I did something mean. Like when I was a kid, all I wanted to do was be outside. And uh, now all they want to do is not be outside. So anyways, so how we how do we fill the time inside on these beautiful sunny days? Board games. And uh, I got a question for you, Ray. When you play board games with your kids, do you let your kids win? Ah, do I let my kids win? Depending on the board game, if I'm already bored and I want to end the game, uh, yes, <laughs> which is usually that the time, or usually the the that's that's the issue. I'm just bored of already. Um, another question though too. With, like I'll answer. I'll answer your question with a question. Love that. Um, do your kids? even follow the rules for the board game oh of course we follow the rules good job because yeah we don't and you that's don't. why i want to end it uh, yeah they, <laughs> they start making up rules without so like, rules no there's mayhem <laughs> exactly that's what i say i say that all the time without society rules, no runs on rules <laughs> god got 10 without rules, they seemed important no fun, man yeah 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 i say that all the time but yeah Imagine that's soccer why i want to end with it. no goals <laughs> Yeah, okay, that's Do fair. Do whatever you want. You yeah. run around, kids. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I'm like, dude, if there's if there's no rules in in basketball, oh, then there's chaos. You're just punching people. So, I mean, that's I would right. be because that's the only way I can defend. So, uh, you need the rules. And we, we I take the time in every board game to read the rules. That's the worst part. Mm, mm. Uh, mm-hmm. Like you learn a new board game and you have to read the rules and they just want to play it and then it's crazy. Yeah, this is this is this is kind of off the topic because I also want to ask you: Do you let your kids, you know, uh, win? But before you answer that question, I want to give you this idea because man, I wish we had this, or I wish somebody, maybe someone did do this already. Can you record yourself and put it on YouTube to read these rules so I could just press play? 
Oh, that's a great idea. Go-to board games. That would be awesome. That would be. That's actually a fantastic idea. Yeah. Okay, so I have... I love board games. I can play board games all day. Um, And... Mm. Any kind of board game. I'm a huge fan of board games. I I yeah. came on late in life. I remember when I was in college and people would say like, hey, game night, we're going to play board games. I say, get out of here, losers. I'm going to the bar and uh, I'm going to dance. This is what, in like fourth grade? <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and I was like, Monopoly. I'm going to go Grindopoly. And uh, um, there's there. But now I, gross, I said, man. Yeah, so, sorry, but I, late in life, I became a huge nerd, and I was, I really appreciate the board game. I find them to be so fun, and I and I want to play them with my kids. And we even play the pretty complex board games, and they're pretty mm. savvy, uh, so they can play ah. the complex board games as well as the simple ones, like simple card games. Um, but they know like all the rules of, uh, Texas Hold'em and can bet and they're oh, sometimes they're bluffing and you know, they like look at me and I'm like, really? I don't think you got it. I don't think you got it. So <laughs> yeah, so I can never fool them in those, but fun. yeah, so we've been playing a ton of board games, but here's the thing. I got to let them win. I got to let them win mm. because if, if they don't, then they're really upset they're bad losers and then they don't want to play <laughs> any more board games and I got to keep them playing board games cuz otherwise they're going to want to watch TV or play video games and so I have to lose every single time and then they think I'm bad at board games <laughs> which I'm not I'm great at board games so anyways, and oh, I'm, man. I'm not actually, I'm not very competitive. My wife is very competitive, but yeah, I'm, I don't get super competitive about the board game, but I, I just enjoy the playing of the game. Uh, so, um, yeah, what's, you look like you're going to ask me a question. No, I was going to ask you, what's your go-to? What's your favorite? Maybe we can ask the audience as well. Yeah. Our listeners out there. What's your go-to board game? That's, I mean, the, the classic, of course, Monopoly. We, that's we, terrible. Uh, we played uh, the the board game called Life. Um, that's mm-hmm. one of our favorite uh, board games for our family. Um, so yeah, what's what's your go to board game? Okay, so my favorite board game is Settlers of Catan. Yes, are you serious? Yeah, and Dude, so we played over. that. We played that. My kids play that. We play by the rules. It's super fun. Uh, how, how many hours do you guys take? Uh, we could go from one to four. That's insane. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. At some right. point. Oh, and I could def- defeat them mostly. Mostly they have to um, team up, but they usually <laughs> form an alliance. Yeah. And they want to always bet in the board game. So, uh, and they bet for like more screen time. But if we're like deep in the game for four hours and the and the winners get like fifteen minutes of extra screen time, I'm down with that. You know what I'm saying? That's a good trade off. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So. So yeah, Settlers of Catan, that's a super fun one, um, and that's my favorite. Um, I'm going to say three games that I would totally suggest. I don't I don't suggest Settlers of Catan for like families, unless your kids are older, yeah, uh, yeah. but it is kind of like a video gamey kind of board game. 
And so that's fun. And number two is Monopoly Deal. Have you had the card? Yes, it's a card it's game. A quicker, yeah, Monopoly oh, version. So yeah. fun. Yeah. yeah. So Monopoly nice Deal. That's fun. And then the last one is this game called Loop and Louie. Have you ever heard of Loop and Louie? No, what is that? Okay, so this yeah, is these, awesome. These, these board games should sponsor us because we're definitely yes, advertising. Yes, absolutely. And, and I'm Louie, a huge okay. fan. So Loop and Louie, look it up. And uh, there's a there's like a like a Red Baron crazy pilot, and he's gonna loop or he loops around and he's uh, so it's like a mechanized thing. Um, where he's trying to, uh, he goes around and, uh, you have these little tokens, um, of chickens. And what he's trying to do is he's trying to steal your chickens. And so mm-hmm. you have this little lever that you have to press and then it blocks the, the loop and Louie character from taking your chicken. So it's like, it's like looping. It's kind of, yeah, it's, uh, I, I don't know how to explain it, but, um, he's like, a. I don't, I have no idea, but look it up. Uh, it basically goes in a circle. It's like a four player game. And, uh, when it goes, um, each person has a, as a, like a, but kind of like hungry, hungry hippos where you like press. So that gets kinesthetic. And then, uh, when the, when the airplane buzzes by you, you have to press the button and then it bumps the airplane up and then it'll go to the next person. And depending on how hard you bump that airplane, you can the knock item. over other people's. So your goal is to protect your little tokens mm-hmm. and Chickens. knock everybody else's tokens out. And it's a quick game. It's like they, it could be played in like five, 10 minutes. So you could do mm-hmm. a bunch of different rounds. You could rotate kids um, and they don't, there's no reading involved, but, uh, <laughs> but it's pretty fun and engaging. And, uh, yeah. And, and so I would totally, um, I would totally suggest that game for everybody. And there's even a star Wars version called loop and chewy where Chewie's on the millennium Falcon. Yeah. So look (laughs) it up. Those are three games that I recommend. Uh, well, two games that I recommend and one I love, uh, (laughs) for everybody. So yeah, it's a board game time. And, uh, I just played a couple rounds of loop and Louie before we hopped on this podcast. So Really? Uh, that's pretty ah. yeah it's pretty fun um pretty fun to do with the kids during yeah, spring break our our go-to would be monopoly and then um uno would be one of our go-tos and then they got involved with chess they get to know the oh, rules nice. and stuff but here here's going back to monopoly they have side deals um and i used to do this out when i was little and they would say all right well I'll let you slide without paying the rent or the mortgage or whatever, right? I'll let you slide if you do my chores. Kind of a that that kind of a <laughs> side deal. So the game can yeah, go yeah. on for hours. Anyway, sure. yeah, but it's fun, right? It's fun as long yeah. as they follow the rules, not make up new ones. That's right. We need those rules in our lives. How about you? What's going on? What's my story? Um, I let's see. I don't know if you've seen uh, the series called Chosen. Started, started watching that. Pretty good. Pretty well done. It's free I heard now. it's the, great. Season one, is it's free on YouTube. Um, so look oh, it it's up. It's on YouTube. Uh, I heard it's like on the Chosen app. If yeah, you have the app, you can the watch season app. one and two, and that's free also. I did not know that. Yeah. We chose the route of uh, YouTube. It was on there, and me and my kids, we uh, we went through all of them. 
during uh, during Holy Week, and then on, and so we we're now on repeat, and it's just it's just a it's a great, yeah, it's well done. It's a great show. I'm not knocking on like uh, um, what's his name, Mike Seaver, uh, uh, Kirk Cameron. I'm not knocking on his mm-hmm. director style or anything. It's not. It's nothing like that. It's it really is well done. Okay. Yeah, so. so you're saying Kirk Cameron does a bad job, but no, 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 Chosen I'm not saying that good. at all. Yeah, maybe oh, there's some fans. You're out saying there. Kirk Cameron does a great job, <laughs> and yeah. this is like it. Mike Seaver. That's there the you name, go. Mike Seaver. Yeah. So Chosen. Anyway, very nice. Chosen. Check it out. It's fun. Who's it's the nice. best? Who's the best Jesus you've ever seen on screen? Uh, I mean, and you know this, right? I shared it many times. The Passion, um, Jim Caviezel is definitely one of the best ones, I think. Nice. I have a selfie with Jim Caviezel. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You told me. Yeah, when you told me that, I got excited. Yeah. He he uh, went to your high school, That's right? right. He's a graduate. He was a student. He's a graduate of the high That's school amazing. that I teach at. And uh, he came by. So he just graduated there. He Just, just recently. He just went, went back to school? Yeah. Oh, man. Got good, his good for him. GED. G-O-D. He got a G. No, he just was like in town and he swung by and I saw him in the hallway and I was like, awesome. he was talking to the priest on the phone because the priest wasn't there. And I like got up next yeah. to him and I took a picture with him and he wasn't happy without asking, without him, asking him because he was oh, he on the phone. But I was like, <laughs> he was unhappy with that. But then Did afterwards he, like, he was you, cool. Like, no, afterwards then? he was cool about it. And then we took pictures with students and stuff like that. I would, uh, yeah, I'd be too scared to do that, man. You, you're definitely an extrovert. I don't know why you call yourself. I'm an a, introvert. An introvert. I'm an introvert, but well, uh, I, I, what is he gonna I, do? I don't think an introvert would. <laughs> Dude, you don't he know. You don't you, know man. what a, a you don't know what an introvert would do. <laughs> Sounds like an extrovert to me. I'm an introvert, and I do what I do. <laughs> hey, wh- why you? Why you? Why do you get so offended when I call you an extrovert? It's fine, man. Just, because just I'm not. accept it. Because extroverts get their energy from other people, where introverts get their energy from from themselves, from within, from the quiet, right? So it's not really about being outgoing or passive. It's about where you get your energy. And for me, to be around people is to spend that energy, not gain energy. I'm giving, not receiving there. Oh, okay. You know, I'm a, really a hermit on the inside. <laughs> Tell, I don't know, all man. you got to do is tell someone that you're a hermit and guess what? There's a bunch of people at your door. People want to be around a hermit because they're, they're attracted to that. I don't want to hang out with no hermit. Yeah, man. They smell bad. <laughs> yeah, you do. You <laughs> hang out with one every week. That's true. Yeah. Anyways, oh, man. we'll have to have a deep dive into introvert, extrovert. I've had this discussion before with other folks. Yeah, man. He's, he's so offended. Dan, he's like, I'm prepared to educate. He's about to like throw down or something. I'm prepared to educate. Take it don't easy, worry. man. That's right. You just don't understand your own words you, that are coming out of your mouth. See, that's what an extrovert would say. That's not true. That's, anyway, so our topic for today is is just that, is wrestling. Just like Iris wants to wrestle me right now because I called him an extrovert. I'm not. No, our topic for today is <laughs> is is that uh, wrestling of our faith. You know, we're especially during this Easter season. There's a lot of readings. Uh, a lot of our gospel readings uh, tells a story about um, uh, the followers of Jesus witnessing him, seeing him, and then some are like, mm, "Did you really see him?" Or, I did, and you know, there, there's those mixed stories. And I'll be honest. I'll, I'll raise my hand right here. I'll be honest. 
I still have, I'm what, I'm 40 plus now. I'm not going to say my age, right? I'm 40 plus now and I still do wrestle with it, especially during these days of like, did he really rise? Is he really alive? Did, did his followers hide his body? Mm. And then, you know, like paid all these people. What happened there? Yeah. Am I alone in that? Uh, I mean, of course, yes. I, I I believe. I believe he has risen. But there's also a part of me where that's like, wait, hmm, did he? So I, I want to pose that uh, that topic to to discuss a little bit in this uh, Easter season. Um, yeah, the wrestling of faith. Yeah. Am I alone in this? Do you do you do that? Um, me personally, I don't, but. <laughs> But there's nothing wrong with it. I, I would say like many people do. And, uh, and that's true right on, right off the, right in the, right in the gospels. That's true. Right. Think about, think about Ray, the reaction, the different reactions that happen immediately as Jesus is put to death on the cross. And then the days after, right. Can you, you reeled off a couple, but can you like hone in on a couple things? There were some positive, uh, uh, there were some positive reactions, right? In the gospels. Can you recall anybody who had a positive reaction after, or like a faith reaction? Like, oh, I'm a total believer. Can you do any of those, uh, pop off the top of your head? I'm thinking about, what is it like? Maybe last week, uh, Mary Magdalene. She went into the tomb, right? And uh, she didn't see anybody there. And and then uh, she thought it was a, the gardener or something, right? Yeah. And she That's right. started talking to the gardener. Didn't really recognize that it was actually Jesus that she was talking to. And then, yeah. And then and then all of a sudden, she was like, oh, my gosh. Yeah, she, she realized that she was talking to Jesus. And, of course, she was filled with joy and ran and told the rest of the, the brothers Right. So, yeah, that yeah. one of those things where, yeah, uh, she was filled with the spirit and, and, and was filled with joy and, and ran to, to tell everybody. Yeah, I love how I love that story of Mary Magdalene. And as kind of like even for like a moment on Earth, she's like the bearer of the gospel. Like she's the only yeah. bearer of the gospel for like this moment um, where she has seen the risen Lord. And, uh, and she, she reacts with faith and then she carries it in her heart with joy to, uh, to share it to who, to the people she loves and believes in. And, um, and what a, what a wonderful witness of, of faith and evangelization and who we are as Christians. Um, and that's Mary Magdalene. What a, what a powerful saint, right? But there's also other reactions that aren't so great, right? Like there were the disciples on the road to Emmaus and they were like leaving. Mm-hmm. They're like leaving town, right? They left, yeah. they left the, 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 show, the fraternity. The over. Let's go. Yeah. yeah. And they were like, dude, you, they run into the stranger on the road and they're like, you don't know everything that happened. Like, it's crazy. We're leaving town, but like our, our master, he, he said, and he did all these things and he's supposed to be the Christ, but he died. Right. And they're just kind of walking away. So you have that. Yeah. You, you got Peter um, who who says, what? Denying. What? Him. For real? Like Mary, he, he appeared to you, Mary. And then he's got to go see it for himself. Right. You, mm-hmm. uh, you got the beloved disciple who we think is 
who we think is T- John. Yeah, I was going to say the Doubting Thomas, too. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. And then you got Thomas. And you got, like, all of these people, like, okay, Jesus is risen. Mary saw him. And what did they do? Peter went and confirmed it, along with the beloved disciple, who we think is John. And so, p- people have seen the empty tomb. And immediately what they do, they go into an upper room and lock themselves in out of fear. Yeah, yeah. Right? Like the 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 first witness or the first reaction from from the experience of the resurrection there's really only one person who like lives out in courage right of of the the resurrection and believes fully with their heart and go goes and becomes the model of the christian but the majority the majority of the people are like mm. doubting and not sure and scared and worried and really grounded in the reality of like, I don't know what to do really. And how does this affect or change my life in any way? Because I'm still trapped and wrapped in my own fear and thoughts of myself. Does this make sense? Yeah. 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 So, so I would say like the reaction is that's a real I th- I would say that's a real reaction saying like, Oh, I'm doubting my faith or, or, um, I'm not really sure. And I have all these questions and reading, reading the gospel too. And just, um, you know, this isn't of course the first time that we're reading it. Uh, this isn't the first Easter that we're celebrating, but reading this, I place myself in that upper room. Like, who am I right, right in, in that upper room? Who am I right now in, in my phase of life? Am I doubting? Am I, uh, am I wrestling with it? And as you mentioned, Iris, yeah, no, there's, it's perfectly normal, right? And it's actually uh, it gives us some strength also to to wrestle with these doubts, but to also know that there are some answers out there. And I, I believe that's why it's important for us to have community. It's important for us to to talk about these things in our hearts. What's what's uh what what is Jesus speaking right now in in our hearts? Right? We need to recognize. That he is walking with us. We need to recognize that uh, he's there, uh, and and sometimes we need to kind of, you know, open our eyes a little wider and uh, wipe wipe those tears away and say, all right, yeah, yeah, there there he is. I thought he, I thought you were a gardener there, but you're you're Jesus, my master. And I think yeah, I think we need to be reminded of that. That uh, yeah, it's 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 okay for us to kind of wrestle with these things. But uh, also talk about it um, with uh, with some trusted friends uh, to to uh, really guide us in 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 this wrestling of faith, right? You know the the early Christians, the first ones, they were all not they were confident in Jesus's resurrection, but the story, like the the story of the gospel, that it's it's written mm-hmm. in there. I I couldn't quote it for you right now, but um, the 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 story is, oh, someone took the body, right? Yes, yeah. The, that that was like a, that's a prevailing story of the time. That's why it's in the mm-hmm. the gospel writers included it, and they debunked it there. But they said, you know, people were floating the story like, oh, we took the body, right? But taking of the body doesn't also explain people seeing him alive. 
Mm, right? Like, uh, it's one thing to say, oh, they stole the body. Well, first of all, how can you do the engineering of like taking the stone away while it's being guarded? These And they're like all dispersed and afraid. And, you know, all of the logistics of doing that is pretty impossible. Even then... Jesus still starts appearing and then the disciples start doing miracles, right? Like, so there's, there's that, that you have to contend with. And so a lot of the times when we think to ourselves, Hey, is this real? Like, did Jesus actually rise from the dead or, or is it like a metaphor? Is it, is it something that we're just supposed to contextualize and say, you know, maybe, Maybe he rose in a spiritual way in, in the same way that like I, when I fail, I can rise up again. Like if I'm a dad and I feel like I'm not a, I'm not a great dad, but you know, I could choose to be a great dad today. Like it's more figurative. Well, no, that's not true. Like, no, it's a lit- he literally rose from the dead and there's no body that could dispute it, right? Because there is no body and not just that the disciples hid the body, but that Jesus showed up Mm. as a person that people saw and touched and, and inner ate with and interacted with. And then they saw him 50 days later or 40 days later or whatever, ascend into heaven (laughs) Right, like raise up in the sky. And he didn't just do that in front of the apostles. Mm, he did that yeah. in front of the town. Like other non believers saw him go. Right? So there's that yeah. there's that proof. Uh that that um like the forensic evidence is there <laughs> yeah. that he was really there and he really did these things. This is the gospel. This is the good news. As you said, Iris, this is literal. Like Jesus is risen. This is literal. He, he, he's, he has risen. And so if we know this to be true, if we, if we see this and know this to be true this should really change our lives in the way we live in the way we talk about our faith not just not just really quote unquote you know I'm, I'm putting some air quotes here our faith but really the way we live our life I, my my um youngest uh, out of the three boys benjamin asked me the other day he's he's in this whole uh conversation thing where he's like Dada, what's your favorite this? What's your favorite that? And he asked me this question good two days ago. He said, Dada, what what was your first word that you said today? And it like took me aback. I'm like, wait, hmm, what did I, did I yell at you? Did I, did I, did someone get in trouble or something? No. And it kind of made me think like, what, what did I say out loud for the first time today? What, how did I greet my morning? Um, did I sing praise? Did I, did, wh- how am I using my words? <laughs> How am I using my body? How am I using my life right now? So what was that word? I didn't remember. <laughs> I hate it when you do this because I also think about it. <laughs> and uh, and again, it makes me think like, did I pray first? Did I? Yeah. Right? Uh, and that's that's kind of the key that that's going to unlock the mysteries of our lives in a lot of ways is, you know, pray first. Yeah. When I open my eyes and the first words that I uttered out of my mouth are thank you then I'm a Eucharistic person. Amen. And I got to get there, right? I'm not always there. 
even like, thank you for the difficulty or thank you for the pain or thank you for the, for the goodness. So those are all, those are all things, but you know, like it's true. So I I would say kind of the baseline human experience is doubt. That's not like you're a bad human. You're a human. That's, that's kind of where we are and how we're made because mm. we we have this kind of part missing inside, right? St. Augustine says it, uh, our hearts are restless until they rest in you, O God, right? In the end of the first paragraph of the confessions, there's a sense that we're always going to be doubting because we're always, we're born as seekers. We're seeking that thing that can fulfill us, that nothing else can fill except God. So it's okay to have doubt, but um, faith isn't the absence of doubt. Faith is trust when there is doubt. So you, so both of those things can exist at once and we don't have to know all of the answers, right? Like I, I, I can't say that I know everything about God or I'm, I'm fully like, Oh, this is exactly how everything went. I wasn't there to uh, to witness that personally, but I've experienced God's goodness in my life so many times that there's no way I could ever go back. Even if I experience bad from here on out, I hope I don't, please Lord. But even if I did, I could still never go back and say, well, God ain't real because I've seen him face to face, right? I've experienced his grace. I've received him in the Eucharist. I've... I've seen his miracles in my in my own life. So there's really no way I could ever go back, even if I experienced bad. You know what I'm saying? Even if there is doubt. Amen. Amen. And this is a great reminder for us as we continue on to celebrate this great, beautiful season of Easter. Yeah, we need to increase. We need to increase our, um, our prayer time, get to know who God is uh, and, and let him speak to us, uh, sing his praise with our with our words with our voices so yeah um i think that's a great challenge for us to keep on keeping on continuing on uh, be that people of hope and uh be that reminder too i, I like that iris be that reminder for others uh, maybe you need to also remind yourself of that to have some time to reflect on the miracles of the past because, man, if you don't open your eyes, you're missing some miracles right here, right now, right? Uh, it's the same Jesus that was doing miracles back in the days, doing the same miracles right now. And sometimes we miss it because we're not opening our eyes. We're not recognizing that He is here. He is alive. He is here with us. So that's a, I think that's a great uh, encouragement. Any, anything that uh, you'd like to encourage our listeners out there. Yeah, just as we continue to uh, like lean into Easter, that uh, Easter isn't isn't um, like the perfect season, but it's a, a season that shows us that uh, that God is present. I love I love thinking about that Mary Magdalene story that you brought up earlier. The she yeah. thought he was the gardener, and in a way. God is a gardener, right? Genesis chapter two or chapter one, the end of chapter one into two Mm. and three, God creates a garden and um, 
the way it's written is very earthy and God is like looking for Adam and Eve. And he's saying like, Hey, Adam, are you there? As if he doesn't know. Right. And then mm. God uh, mm-hmm. is, is planting. Like God is the, the one who does the work. And then Jesus is mistaken as a gardener. Well, because he is. And like garden being a gardener is like, you don't have to have a college degree to be a gardener. I'm sure you can have a college degree, but you don't have to, right. It's the, it's the path of the common people like anyone could be be a gardener and in that way we can in any anyone can encounter god right like we should see jesus in the gardener in all of the gardeners of this world right and in all of these mm-hmm. common places and all these normal everyday circumstances like it's it's in the it's in the simple things that god is revealed the most and so don't pass that up too in this Easter, a stone rolled away is the revelation of a future in heaven, right? Like it, there's so many simple things that are available to us just right now, if you, we open our eyes. So in, in many uh, respects, it's about just to being open in this Easter, because I know we're still encountering a lot of challenges so even in the midst of all our challenges, can we encounter God in the common, everyday, mundane, daily grind of our lives? It doesn't feel like a dynamic Easter, but it doesn't have to be. It could be a, a normal, everyday thing, and that's where we meet God. Amen. Amen. So again, if you haven't yet uh, really set up that time um, in your day to Make sure you uh, you guard that time to to spend time with Jesus, to spend time with with our God. Um, so speak to Him. He wants to speak to you. Use this Easter season to do that. So let's pray in the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord, we thank you for giving us this opportunity to speak about you, your love for us, and uh, your your Majesty. Reveal to us, continue to reveal to us how real you are, how you are here, present in this very moment. Call us each by name, Lord, and continue to remind us of your love for us and your call for us as fathers. Holy Spirit, come. Mama Mary, we ask for your intercession, your prayers. Continue to show us and lead us closer to your son, Jesus. St. Joseph, pray for us. In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen. That was great, Ray. Thank you so much. And happy Easter, even if it ain't a perfect one. Happy Easter. We got to like lose board and board <laughs> games and watch watch a bunch of TV and also kind of just live into the, re- the regularness of our lives. Um, still, God is good in all those things. Amen. Hey, what you been up to, man, besides all the board games and stuff? Oh, man, too much. Too much stuff. We just uh, wrapping up uh, a giveaway, so congrats to the winners. Uh, if you want to get your own stuff, if you didn't win or you want and you want more, check out um, calledtorise.org. That's my website, calledtorise.org, and there's a shop there, so you can check that out. Um, or uh, follow me on Instagram, calledtorise. How about you, Ray? Let's check out our website, fatherhoodarise.com. Also, if you don't yet, do follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and or Instagram at Fatherhood Arise. 
and uh, do let us know um, what you think of this this great podcast share the word leave us a nice kind comment and as Iris said in the very beginning do subscribe hit that subscribe button alright thanks so much Iris peace peace peace